All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Can you see Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in a Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks over at Montana's. Folks, it's a Tuesday today. That means that it is Taco Tuesday. Oh baby. $5 tacos, meaty tacos uh, over at Montana's. Go check them out. They've got daily deals. So regardless of what day you're listening to this, Montana's has a deal for you. On Mondays, it's half price wings. Wednesday, it's all you can eat ribs. Sunday, uh, 15% off online takeout. And Thursdays and every day, daily drink Deals. Go check them out, Montana's uh, $5 tacos on Tuesday. Seven locations across British Columbia. Uh, should I try to do this off memory again, Chris? 
I sometimes do this. Yeah, normally you do, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Fort St. John, Langley, Tawasson, Nanaimo, Victoria. Don't forget. Prince George. Yep, thank you. Um, Last one. Uh, did I say Kelowna? There you go. Boom. Okay, that's the seven locations of Montana, so be sure to go check them out. Look at the size uh, of that taco. That's a, that's a meaty taco, as we Woo. like to say here. Uh, my name is Dave Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex Allard. And, folks, this is the Canucks Conversation. Hold on. Alex, go back to that uh, that wide view of the, the camp. Look at how bad it looks outside today. Like the, We've had days where it's been absolutely gorgeous. You can see the mountains in the background. You can you know see some a little bit of snow on the on the tips of the mountains and the beautiful sunshine. Now, this looks like crap. This, is, this looks so, horrible. And we overlook Rogers Arena. Um, yeah, you can't quite see lot it. A lot of media from around the country, uh, around the continent, really, um, in attendance for the top prospects game in Langley tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, big night. There's a, there's a Montana's out there. Go check it out. That was um, Langley, yeah. That wasn't what I was trying to say. Okay. I was I was making a point here that there's a lot of media in town right now, and there's a lot, a lot of, of people, agents, too. A lot of agents, um, you know, a lot of different people here to watch. I think there's this kid from North Van that's supposed to be pretty yep. good. Um, I got some stuff tomorrow. I've been texting agents. Okay. That's going to be really good. Um, the other thing, there's a lot of visiting media in general this year mm-hmm. that have come through and said, wow, the arena is going under reno- renovations right now. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. But we had some funny, we had some laughs with some Chicago reporters today. Uh, as the Canucks get set to face the Chicago Blackhawks. Chris, this is Rick Tockett's first game behind mm. the bench. As the Vancouver Canucks, what are you expecting tonight? Like I, I liked the Whoa. scrum today, and yeah. I, 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 I've like I have liked everything that's come out of Talkett's mouth. And we're going to talk about best case, worst case scenario for the Canucks later on the show. But let's start with a quick preview of the game. Colin Delia gets start tonight. Let the record show I beat Drance to the tweet um, of confirming that Delia was the starter. Yeah. What do you think tonight ahead of Tockett's first game as Canucks head coach? Yeah, I think they're going to, uh, I tell you what, you look at this uh, three weeks ago and you're thinking, okay, they're going to roll through the Blackhawks when uh, when this happens. The Blackhawks are playing some pretty good hockey of late. And uh, as a team that did an incredible job tanking, can you can you believe this? That So so the Blackhawks, they've won six of their last eight games. They're playing some gr- pretty good hockey. Listen to this record in the 23 games prior. Two wins, 20 losses, one overtime loss. Tell you, it makes Alex feel good as a Sens fan over there hearing what the Blackhawks have been doing this season. I mean, that that was a horrendous run. They're playing some half-decent hockey of late. I think it's going to be a very interesting night. It could go a couple different ways, obviously. There's obviously only one chance to make a first impression on the fan base. Bruce Boudreaux did a hell of a job that last year. Uh, we'll see what happens with talking here. I think the the guys are going to play. They're they're going to get a coach's bump, right? Like that's that's what's going to happen. The guys well, are going to come out and want to play good for this new coach. Jack Studnik is playing on your top line. There's there's a lot of things to watch yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and you mentioned uh, the goalie, so Delia is going to get the start tonight. It Delia. looks like whatever. Okay. <laughs> go Don't, on. Go on. Sorry. There, I was about to hit a roll and you just knocked me over. Like one of those tower defense games. I always see these commercials for. They got the. Uh, Zombies rolling together down a ball and they shooting uh, cannons at him. Uh, but uh, Ethan Bear was back on the ice today too, so good to see him back on the ice. He won't play tonight, uh, according to Rick Tockett. Uh, Lane Peterson and Riley Stillman were out there as well doing some skills work. Not a not a very busy practice aside from that. Just the three guys that I guess you could say are your projected scratches today playing tonight. Where's so, the energy? Have have a sip of your. Energy I had drink a, I had energy. 
And then you come out here and you cut me off because I can't say you're Colin like, Delia right. You're talking about Delia. You're Whatever. talking about, oh, so Riley Stillman was an extra today. I don't, was on a roll. Don't think he'll play I tonight. Drank, I haven't Have a sip much. of that and let's get going here. The people want a show. Let's give them a show. Rick Tockett spoke and every the, time the guys open his check mouth. Check that flavor out. Sour Patch. Oh, no, wrong way there. Sour Patch Kids. Blue Raspberry. It's delicious. It actually is, does taste pretty good. Uh, I had a sip of it before the show, which is probably why I'm so fired up and waiting for you to get going here. Mm-hmm. I had two sips. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. That's true. Rick talking. I've talked about it. Every time the guy's opened his mouth so far, I've been impressed with him. And yep. again, from a pure hockey perspective, everything he's saying, I like. He's not saying like, you know what? This is a tough roster to work with. Yeah, so we're going to have to okay, load now up you the got me fired six. up Because I see these articles by all these people outside the market. And a lot of these people outside the market are... are are writing these articles like here here we go thank you fired up now so the people outside the market they're writing like oh vancouver canucks like they gotta give uh, rick talking a better chance like they gotta give him a better chance it's like they're not nobody's mad about rick talking taking over the vancouver canucks as a new head coach i think he's one of the likely one of the best 50 coaches in the world in hockey okay he's going to be a guy who's going to bring a different look to this team and coach this team a different way but nobody's like Screw Rick talking. I'm not giving him a chance. There were some people that were sh- like, were tweeting like, you know, fire talking right oh, off the don't bat. And pay like, the, attention all to I'm saying is Steve. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying those people. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. You know, that's nothing. That's not true. Everybody's giving him a chance. It's just the situation that led up to giving him the chance that was the problem. That's why people were the, the angriest about it. But I see all these people outside these market. You know, they got 15 different outlets for the athletic here all across uh, the North America here saying, "Oh, Vancouver's not getting." They're giving him a chance. Like I think he's going to do a good job with this group. I think he's going to be a fine coach. And and Al, and the and the most important thing for the actual organization is Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin now have their guy. Okay, they have their guy in place that they want to see play their hockey. So they're building a team with his coaching style in in the idea here. So that's what I that's all I got here. Okay, kill, so the, kill the fire out. Knucklehead jumped in the chat and said, "Quads looks like he's going to star in the next Home Alone movie and favors one of the burglars." Oh, yeah, I do kind of look like... Uh, People are commenting, yes, folks, I do need a haircut. My barber uh, is on vacation for a month. Can I say something about my haircut real quick to steal the spotlight from you? Yeah, go ahead. I got my haircut a long... Like, for a while ago, like three weeks ago, and I I haven't even thought about getting one. I woke up this morning, I looked in the mirror, I said, my hair is like, it was was in place. It's good. Yeah. So uh, I'm happy with that. Last haircut I got, he cut it short enough to, to last for a few weeks here. Okay, staying on topic. What's going on here? Now? <laughs> okay, staying on topic here. Uh, Alex, can we please get the audio of Rick Tockett talking today? Did you get this in to Alex? I told you four minutes before the show started that I wanted it. Do oh, we have it in we'll there? Have to see, I think Alex has got it. I think we've got it. Uh, this is Rick Tockett talking about. And every time I say talk, his situation. Talk. Yeah, the situation that he's coming into. It's it's in the same vein as what you were just talking about about giving him a fair shot and wins and all this sort of stuff. Alex, let's get the audio here. I mean, obviously, anybody's coaching time, you look at their record, right? That's, it's a result-oriented business. <clears throat> and there's circumstances each coach has, right? So obviously, you're dealt the hand you're dealt. But the, dealt, the hand that I'm dealt is it's the process. It's, it's the way we do things. It's the way we become pros. It's the way we play on the ice, the commitment, uh, w- you know, without the puck, with the puck. Uh, it's the way you practice, how you prepare for practice. Those are the things that I really evaluate <clears throat> or Excuse me, is something that's a, a major priority. And whether you win or lose, you got to start that foundation. And that's something I'm going to build. And then you go from there. I mean, I, I honestly, yeah, do I want to win every game? Absolutely. I mean, I, 
I, I, I don't care what anybody says. I want to win every game. But I will say the fact that there's a lot of work to be done with the foundation here, and that's what I'm really concentrating on. The hiring of Rick Tockett right now, and you know the organization isn't going to use the word rebuild, right? Right now, if Tockett stays true to this, and we'll talk about in a second what that means, what that looks like. Like if you as a fan, it's great. We've all heard lip service over the past 10 years, whatever. But you need to know how to look for these things. And you need to know, okay, he says this. What does it look like in practice? So we'll get to that in a sec. But what I'm trying to say, Chris, is it sounds like, just just right now what it sounds like, is that there is an organizational shift in focus that has been efficiently communicated to Rick Tockett, or at least he feels comfortable enough saying this publicly, I'm going to say it's been communicated to him that he's allowed to say stuff like this. Like, he obviously knows, and Alvin said this himself, that this isn't a quick fix, and he knows he's not being evaluated on, well, we got to get a bunch of wins down the stretch here. Let's turn this puppy around, okay? It's an organizational focus to play good, structured hockey, run the four lines that he's talking about, and weed out who isn't gonna make who isn't gonna work mm. in that system, who isn't gonna work playing how you see. We talked about yesterday, successful teams around the league. They're rolling four lines, Chris. They're not playing one defenseman 30 minutes a night every single night. They're not playing their top guy, their top center, uh, on the power play, the penalty kill, and playing them 23 plus minutes a night. That's not happening. That's not what good teams do. So if you're able to roll those four lines, and I don't think the Cucks are, if you say are they able to? They should. I hope they I hope they do. They're not going to get a bunch of wins in the process. Like, if you want to win with this roster, if you, if you put Rick Tockett in and you said, Rick, we need you to get a bunch of wins, he would do what Bruce Boudreaux did last year. Because, hey, that's what Bruce Boudreaux was hired to do. Bruce Boudreaux wasn't hired to lay down the foundation, right? And, again, that's where this shift in focus. You know focus, why? Because Bruce Boudreaux wasn't hired by this yes, management group. exactly. And that's what I'm trying to say is this is where this – change in focus comes into comes into play of look Rutherford was told about Boudreaux's hiring right like he knew Boudreaux was the coach admittedly he said himself he only thought it was for one year so in his mind he probably thought okay we're gonna get through this year I'm highly doubting I don't have this confirmed I am highly doubting that when Francesco Aquilini hired Bruce Boudreaux that he said Bruce we really need to retool and rebuild this team uh the coach and the GM we're the problem here, but we are. We also think that we have deeper problems that need to be addressed with a coaching change and all that sort of stuff. I don't think that's what happened. Mm. I think what happened is we th- we like our team and we think they're capable of more. Look at all our top pro- top players here, and Elias Pettersson and Bo Horvat. Elias Pettersson isn't working. Bruce, can you come help with that? And hey, to his credit, Bruce did the job he was asked to do. The job description changed this year. And that's why, and I'm not, I don't want to keep talking about Bruce. I've said it on the past three shows. I don't want to keep bringing it up and be, oh man, he got mistreated. I understand it's not a great situation. I'm not trying to say that the Canucks are absolved of any wrongdoing or anything like that. I'm not trying to say that. What I am trying to say is on this show, I want to move on here. Like I I want to move on. And again, I get it. Bruce was dealt a raw. Bruce got a raw deal in Vancouver. Like I just said, the job description changed. The job description literally changed for Bruce Boudreaux, and now we're seeing Rick Tockett doing the job that management wants him to do. Right? I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful, Chris, that this that this remains true. That Rick Tockett does what he says he's going to do in the sense of implement structure. Um, you know, build these good habits with these guys. Right? Like not. Well, we're just trying to get wins, so we are going to play Elias Patterson all these nights. We're trying to get wins, so 
JT Miller's not playing great on at center, so we're gonna put him on the wing. No, put him at center. You you paid him like a uh, like a first line center. Play him like play him at center. Let him work on those things. And and to his credit, Miller was open with talking apparently right away, saying, "Hey, I want to work on some things, and I want your help." Mm-hmm. And you know what else? Talkit mentioned today in his media availability was like, there are going to be times where you get a. You say the other team ices the puck, like Miller's going to go out and he's going to play wing. But he also mentioned that, yeah, he's very comfortable with a big center like JT Miller running down the middle. And, you know, you look at the way Tockett plays, he likes heavy players. He likes players that, that have that size down the middle and certain things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how he meshes well with in Elias Patterson, right? Like this this really worked for Pedersen under, under Bruce Boudreau and a lot of what he was asked to do. I think this is going to be an interesting thing to find out, but there was another thing that was mentioned today. And these are the things that you'd like to see as the season goes on. Like you just mentioned is yes, you want to see that structure put into place and you want to see the players. Like you said, what you say, lean out some of these players that don't make it. The players that don't, uh, the, you know, if they don't, we don't, we don't, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, what, another thing he mentioned though, was that like Quinn Hughes might end up playing on the right side. He said like, that'll probably happen this year. Quinn Hughes will probably get on the right side again this year. He's going to try some different things, see what works best for this team. And think about it as well. This roster that we're going to see on tonight's, tonight's game, during tonight's game, is going to be very different than what we see at the end of the season. Yep. I think there's going to be a lot of different changes to this organization um, with with roster stuff in specific. I mean, I mean and- Pod Colson's going to be back up here. Bo Horvat's going to get traded. All this stuff is going to really change, but I think it is going to be more about the process, and I think that's going to be more understood from like a coach's perspective because it's like Rick Tockett said. He wants to come in here. He wants to win games, right? Every coach wants to win games. You look like he said off the top of that quote, coaches are, are judged on their record, right? Like that's the way it is for sure. But if you're here and you have two more years on your contract after this year, you understand a little bit of what they're trying to build here. He's been around Albion. He's been around Rutherford. That's why there isn't a lot of excuses for kind of understanding how this team can benefit from not necessarily tanking, because we know this. A coach is never going to tell his players not to win the game. Players are never going to go out there and go out and try and lose the game. It's about how management makes that direction towards losing games and how they change things up. Like, you're going to lose more games this year if you trade Bo Horvat for picks. That's what's going to happen. You're going to lose more games if Kuzmenko's not here to, to help your power play. These are the type of things that management has to do. There's nothing on the players or the coach for tanking. None of that. All of yep. that is on management to make those decisions yep. to set yourself up for that. Uh, and Knucklehead jumped in the chat, and maybe my point wasn't made clear enough, so I'll just read Knucklehead's comment because it is basically what I was trying to get across. He said, yes, but consider that if they roll four lines, we will play worse. Their plan is for Tocket to play his system and hope they can get the right players to play the system. Sounds like a clear rebuild. Again, that's what I was trying to say is... And again, it goes back to this conversation that I I don't want to start up again, but I don't care what you call it. I don't care if you call it a retool, a rebuild. I don't care what you decide to call it. This is a move that I like. When I look at what they're doing right now with bringing in Rick Tockett and, you know, and again, I like it on the surface. Let's see it actually put into place. Let's see if Tockett late in game says, you know what, I really want to get this dub. So we're going to, you know, short bench, whatever. Sure, but... That'll happen. Like that is going to happen. Yep, they're right? they're going to go That's, for wins. You know, but I don't want I don't want to see it compromised in the sense of yeah, you know what? We are going to have to play Quinn Hughes twenty five plus minutes a night. And Austin jumped in the chat and made a good point. Like Kale McCarr was playing a lot before mm. he went down. Look at that Colorado team right now, right? Like they were banged up, and yeah, they had to play the Canucks method. Like they had to rely heavily on Kale McCarr. Not saying that they don't normally, but he was playing a ton before he got injured, and now. 
you know, that, that team's getting a little healthier and things are looking a little better for them. But, yeah. you know, that's still an injury to your franchise defenseman. Why risk that with Quinn Hughes in a season that... Totally agree with that. Yeah, anyways. I also agree with maybe... You, you got to see what Will Lockwood looks like killing penalties more. You got to see what Pod yeah, Colton looks like exactly. killing penalties. Linus Carlson's a guy who's killing penalties in the AHL. You want to see what he looks like killing penalties. Like, you, you want to really... And this is something I think that you can take away from the talk of conversation that he did for his, his introductory press conference anyways was... Yeah, he mentioned, you know, Quinn Hughes and, and Elias Patterson when kind of asked about those guys and killing penalties that they, they might not be doing it so much, right? I'm like, okay, maybe. Like, maybe you can get Quinn Hughes probably off the penalty kill, right? But right now he's one of the better penalty-killing defensemen on this team. I, I know that you can just look at the body type and be like, nah, like, you know, it, it's not, you know, Quinn Hughes doesn't look like a penalty killer at the NHL level, but unfortunately the defense core is just that bad that, like, yeah, Petter, like Quinn Hughes is one of the top four defensemen to go in there and kill penalties, but he probably shouldn't be. Right on on a really good team, like he should be the guy who you really want to use all that energy at five on five or on the power play and stuff like that. But with Pedersen, it's it's more interesting to me because it's like he's really good at killing penalties, right? Like I, I like him in that spot. I don't think it just needs to be bottom six guys in that role, but that you definitely need to have some players on this team where, like, let's bring up like Dakota Joshua brings a lot of energy at five on five. Is he one of the guys who's out there killing penalties a lot? No. Should he be out there instead of JT Miller? In my eyes, absolutely. Yep. Like, JT Miller should not be on the ice killing penalties. He should absolutely not be on the ice killing penalties. Uh, Corey's got a list here. Lockwood, Pod Colson, Lazar, Mikheyev, Bo. Yeah, exactly. I, I would still put Pedersen on that list because I think he does such a good job of the way that Talkett spoke about the Boston Bruin guys, how Marchand and Bergeron do such a good job of, of killing penalties. It, it's like that with me with Pedersen where it's like, he also gets a lot of scoring chances when shorthanded. And I don't, I'm still surprised that we don't, like, we haven't seen a consistent run of, I know Pedersen's not going to be the best faceoff guy, but he's working on it. And I think he could improve on it. It's got to be Pedersen and McKay are first guys out there. Because, like, you get a scoring chance the other way to start another team's power play, you are already gaining so much momentum, and momentum's massive in special teams. And right now the Canucks have probably the worst momentum on the penalty kill in the whole league. So they need to start doing a few different things. And we heard it from talking today when asked, like, are we going to see some different bodies killing penalties? And he said, yeah, tonight. Tonight we're going to see different bodies killing penalties. I hope JT Miller doesn't go out there for a second on the penalty kill. I'm really interested to see, obviously, if Elias Patterson still kills penalty. But the one thing I want to bring up, and I want you to consider, and every listener, obviously, when Elias Patterson's confidence was really low, I did the Drance thing there where you really pause for effect, oh. but when Elias Patterson's confidence was really low, right, Bruce Boudreau came in and put him on the penalty kill. Like, if you recall, Elias Patterson, and I'm not, I'm not trying to pause for effect, I'm really gathering my thoughts stop. here, but if you recall correctly, Elias Patterson wasn't lighting the world on fire as soon as Bruce Boudreau stepped behind the bench. Like, I don't, I don't want to say that there's this narrative out there that that's what happened, but I think people may need their memories jogged a bit that, no, Brock Besser really saw a spike in production when Bruce Boudreaux first came. Mm. Um, there was a lot of guys that benefited from it, but Elias Pedersen wasn't instant, right? Like, it wasn't instantaneous for Elias Pedersen, but then he started killing penalties through that time, and you started to see him get confidence in other areas of the ice. And I've talked to Elias about this, about, you know, what does it do for your confidence to just be helping the team in any way you can? And again, it's hard to be confident when you're not helping the team. And he said, like, yeah, that played a part in it. So I, I'm, I'm not saying that 
Pedersen is going to you to lose his scoring touch if he gets off the penalty kill. But I also look at it and I say, okay, well if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Because right. like you brought it up the other the other day. Well, what if the Canucks take two or three penalties and at least Pedersen logs like I don't know, like five minutes of ice time or seven minutes of ice yeah. time in a period or whatever, right? Like I don't know. I. Uh, I'm curious. I'm curious to see uh, if he's used there. I would like to see it. I would like to see Elias Patterson on the penalty kill, and I don't think that's a hot take because, like you said, he's this team's best penalty killer, offense or defense, like forward or defender. He's the team's best penalty killer. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would see the way that he kills penalties and think, yeah, but he's not getting in front of shots and blocking them like a, a typical guy who just eats pucks. And it's like, no, but I don't think he, he needs to do that. Yeah, like he should block shots. If there's a shot that happened, like Pedersen's going to have to block it if he's on the penalty kill. But it's more about just how he reads plays and understands a power play and how the puck moves around there. So, well, that's what I think he's such a good uh, penalty killer. Do you want to move on to uh, to best case, worst case here? Actually, we yes, got to do uh, in a sec. We got, I, okay, sorry. I, yeah, I have a comment I want to get to. The too. people in the chat are just having a field day today. It's a it's a really funny chat today, which is great. <laughs> Tuesdays are a little I funny hope- for people because I feel like they're like they had their work day yesterday, and then they like come in here and they're like, uh, you know, you had a work day behind you. You're starting to cruise into the week. Tuesdays, like to me, it's like that's when the week starts to ramp up. Many people uh, pointing out that I got the bowl cut rocking today. I oh, usually yeah. I would be wearing a hat. My barber's gone. Uh, I think I might do a buzz cut. I think I might do a buzz cut. We're gonna talk about wigs for we'll kids. See, yeah, Alex in a moment. Get a bowl and put it over his head there. It's some upside down. <laughs> we're bowl. gonna we're gonna talk about wigs for kids in just a second here. But I want to quickly get to these comments. Here. I got one too. I want to get to. Uh, so I hope I didn't come across as too harsh on Bruce Boudreaux because people were having some fun with that in the chat. Sterling Wilson said. Quads is ready to move on with his life. Bye, Bruce. Yep. Uh, and then Cody Severson jumped in the chat and said, Dave Quadrelli supports Canuck's treatment of Bruce Boudreau. My latest radioing for Canuck's army. Mm-hmm. Canucklehead in all caps. It's all in the quads plan. Disgraced beloved head coach Bruce Boudreau. Check. Yeah, I got Cody muted on my computer. I can't see anything. He says... Cody's uh, got some good ones. Okay, go ahead. Jeffro's got a good one. I like this one. This is this is a little change of topic. Then you, know, you got to get the wakes for kids here yep. in a minute. Uh, Jeffro said, anyone find it weird seeing Adam Foote in Canucks colors? I'm going to have to pause the TV tonight just to look at him on the ice for a good 10 minutes. Yeah, I guess I, and somebody replied, I think he's going to be wearing a suit, so he won't be in Canucks colors. But it is it is strange. But can I say something? Sergey Gonchar in the, in the Canucks black skate looks, I like that look, okay? I think Foote is going to look strange in the in the Canucks blue when we see the blue and green just because, like, I remember the, the avalanche days of Adam Foote, and, like, that was a big rival. That, that was a guy who used to punish the Canucks in the corners, right? So that's going to be kind of strange to see him in the blue and, and uh, blue and green, but I think Gonchar in the black skate looks good, man. All right, wigs for kids. All right. Our buddy Joey. Yeah, our pal. I'm sorry. Joey Pitt. Big sip of water big, there. Big, Joey Pitt, by the way, an absolute all-star of what he does in the BCHL as well with his PA announcing, his play-by-play. I know the, the league's been using him for some, some yeah. all-star stuff, so like shout out to Joey. Like they should. Like oh, they should. Yeah. I've seen, uh, Joey's out in Abbotsford, too. He does a good job with Abbotsford. Uh, you know, I think he'll be he'll probably be out there tonight because I think Al when Al Murdoch's doing Canucks in mm. Vancouver, that's when Joey gets out there. He does, and he does a really good job out there. Good. Okay, uh, so we'll talk about Joey, and of course, yeah. the BCHL's Surrey Eagles. They are proud to be partnered oh, with Wigs for Kids BC and the BC Children's Hospital Foundation. We've talked about it before. Wigs for Kids BC provides funding to cover the cost of custom-made human hair wigs for children and teens at BC Children's Hospital who have suffered hair loss due to cancer treatments or other serious illnesses. Donations to Wigs for Kids BC also help families pay for medications and feeding supplies that are essential for treatment but not covered by the their 
medical plan. When a child has a serious illness like this, it takes an enormous toll on the entire family, both emotionally and financially. The assistance that Wigs for Kids BC provides makes the family's burden a little lighter so they can focus more of their time and energy on caring for their sick child. As we mentioned, the Eagles play-by-play broadcaster and our pal Joey Pitt, who's got one heck of a head of hair, is trying to raise $15,000 for Wigs for Kids this year, culminating in him shaving his head at the end of the season and donating it to be made into a wig for a lucky kid in the province. Donations to Wigs for Kids BC. The link is in our podcast description yeah. and on YouTube. Blow me correct? up, Alex. I got a, I got an update. January 6th update of, uh, of Joey here. I got to... Uh, yeah, link link is in the description. And here's... Uh, I got the page right here. Look wow. And for those on the podcast, it's down to his... Uh, what do you call that? Traps. Tra- no, he's getting... Yeah, he's near he's shoulder. Past the traps. Yeah, but he's curly too. So if you pull that down and you stretch it out, you put a little water in there. A little moisture. Yeah, yeah. You stretch that out. He, we're talking, we're talking twelve to to fourteen inches. That is, I'd, a, I'd have to that guess. is a head of hair. I so I was just talking about shaving my head, and I've seen it. He posts the highlights. Shout out to the Sur- the Surrey Eagles. Do such a good job there. You know, listen. I grew up in Imo Clippers. Was my boys in BCHL. They don't answer anything I say. Okay, so I'm calling out the Clippers. They don't follow. They don't. I tweeted them. I tell them stuff. I did the Bowen Road call last year in the HL when I was on the broadcast. Nothing from the Clippers. Sir Eagles, they're doing it right over here. And Joey's posting videos of him flowing his hair out. Oh, they're doing good stuff over there. And Joey, look at this. $3,400 already he's got raised. And I want to pump that number up. I think uh, you just... Good stuff, Joey. I think you... Never mind. Um, I'll see if someone noticed that. But um, I got to reach out to Joey to see if me shaving my head, if I could donate whatever's up here. There's not much, but I don't know. Maybe a kid wants Uh, to... It's got to be 12 inches long. Does it really? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, that's why he's he's crossed that. Yeah, I don't even think I could point. do that when I was had my long hair. Yeah. I wasn't twelve inches. I tell you long. what, you put enough of the right gel in there, you could shave yours off, and it would turn into a bowl—a perfectly sized yes. salad bowl. <laughs> you wouldn't even need to curve it around. Or I anything. might have to sell my hair to Spirit Halloween for their uh, Dumb and Dumber costume. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> okay, let's move on here. Uh, best case, worst case, Chris, you yep. start it. Let's All go. Right, let's Intro start with. Let's start with the best case uh, scenario for the Vancouver Canucks moving forward here, okay? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We, we've, we had this conversation off air actually yesterday, and I, I know we wanted to kind of have a Monday to kind of wrap up the weekend, but now we can look forward. You talked about it. You don't want to talk about Bruce Boudreau anymore. You already forgot about him. Um, best case scenario for the Canucks in this season playing out here with Rick Tockett. What are a couple things, because I don't think there's a perfect scenario that's going to happen, but let's talk about a couple things 
that kind of lean towards the best case scenario. I'd love to see anything in the comments here as well. We see a lot of people in the YouTube chat right now. What are some things you'd like to see as the season goes on here that would lean towards the best case scenario situation for this Canucks team? Because in my eyes, a big thing is going to be watching this team improve their defensive play. That's damn obvious, right? This team is near the bottom in five on five uh, goals against per six. You want to see that number come down. You're likely going to see that number come down if you have a healthy Thatcher Demko coming back as well. I just would like to see, like, you watch this Canucks team, and I, I understand there's a lot of pressure on the goaltenders, right, from just the way that they have to play against, the way that they have to play with the defense core that they have in front of them and how many open shots they get from the slot. Like, I, that's the main thing I want to see this team change is, like, defend the slot and the front of the net better. There, there's got to be a better way to do this with a defensive structure. And listen, I'm not an NHL coach. I don't know the full structure of how to defend defensively. I can just see how many shots the Canucks give up in the slot compared to how many they're able to get. That needs to change. That needs to, like, how you defend the slot needs a massive thing to change with this organization. That's one of the big things I think would help this team best case. But the absolute best case scenario, and I see uh, uh, Dick Dosky in here uh, in the chat here. That's probably a name that just got me. Uh, Pulled it up. Alex, what is the best case scenario here? I got a photo of it. This here, to me, is the best case scenario. Boom. Draft lottery simulator. How many times did it take me for this to happen? Vancouver at the top. That is still the best case scenario. So I want to see this team shut down a lot more of these scoring chances, these grade A scoring chances. But heck, I'd still like to see the Canucks finish as close to the bottom as possible, give them the best chance for this draft lottery so you can have a result like we have on the screen right here with the Vancouver Canucks. Winning the draft lottery. What about you, Quad? Something for best case scenario. Before we get to the worst case scenario, because I want to start with the positive. I'm gonna, we're on a roll here. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I, don't see I feel like I've laid it out. Chances. I don't want to see the slot just be wide open for everyone. Yeah, I feel like I've laid it out pretty clearly. Quad's plan. Yeah. Earlier, um, I want to see Rick Tockett stay true to his word. And look, I if if we see a change in philosophy, mm. I'm not criticizing Rick Tockett over it. That's all I'm going to say. If we see Rick Tockett come out and say stuff like, you know, it's not so much about getting wins. It's about laying down the foundation and yeah, all this structure oh, yeah. stuff. If we see a change in philosophy there, one, I'll ask Rick Tockett about it, obviously. I'm not blaming Rick Tockett if uh, if there's a change in philosophy there. Sure. Take some L's along the way of building this team the right way. Absolutely. That's what I want to see. I want to see this team. Yeah. And again, it, it, people call it the stealth tank, call it a rebuild, call it a retool. Don't care. I want to see moves that I like. You know what I'd love to call it? A goddamn plan. I'd love yeah. to actually see a plan come into to action here with this Vancouver Canucks team more than anything. You can call it a stealth tank. You can call it a retool. Call it a rebuild. At least just give Canucks fans a plan. Yep. That, and if your plan is to just get this structure underway, try every player in the, in the damn organization. Get Alex Canuck Liepert signed. Bring him up for a couple games. I know everyone wants to see him fight someone in the NHL. Everything. Get, I think try everyone. Beyond what I've Try the Swedish House Mafia as your fourth line. Do everything. See how they look under Rick Talkin and the way he wants to play. Get Christian Willanen up here. Get Jack Rathbone in the lineup. Do every, like do it all. Beyond what do I've already... Do it all, man. You have, a, you have a full runway where there is no expectation. There's no expectation for the Canucks to win games. There's an expectation from Canucks fans that they hope they can finish near the bottom. That's what Canucks fans are kind of like hoping for right now. All you now. have to do is lose, Rick Talkett. There's no expectation for wins here in this market. 
And I think that's understood by a lot of people who want like a break it down, rebuild thing. But it's also understood by the fan base who just saw the coach that they love and love to cheer for that go into the arena and were cheering for Bruce Boudreaux. They don't have that anymore. So now you just have no expectation for people going to this arena wins. They just want to see some structure, some development, trying everything. Like, in my eyes, 1,000% Jack Rathbone should be back up within the NHL when he's healthy. Try him out. Because what, what are you doing? What are you gaining from, from Riley Stillman? Nothing long-term. Like, get some opportunities for some of these guys. Maybe you even, like, I, I actually just saw Ben Lipka come in here again. Bring Jet Wu. Try him as a forward. They did it in Abbotsford. I don't know about that. But, like, every option that you have, try it this year. Right? Like, I don't know, man. There, there's so much. Unless you really have, like, a, the only player that I look at in Abbotsford that I wouldn't touch that has an NHL contract is, like, let Klimovich keep doing his thing he's that plan is working down there but everybody else give him a shot show him what they like and you know what it probably helps you're getting closer to more l's on the season if you're playing guys from abbotsford sure but hey maybe one of these guys maybe the way that linus carlson plays like yeah he's not quick but he's big he's strong in the hl he's looked pretty good defensively for what he's done like maybe he's a guy who fits like everything right like i I think there's, like I said, with no expectations, you can really not have to answer to anyone for for wins and losses. I, I think that the, the remainder of this season, the media, the fans, everyone, no one's going to care if you lose every single game this year. They they will care because they'll be happy. So there's there's a plan that needs to be executed from management. There's a plan that needs to be executed from the coach. The players aren't included in making that plan. They're just going to go out on the ice and play. And if they play to the style that the coach wants and they can build that structure up, huge win and huge thing for this Canucks organization moving forward. Yeah. Now, you got anything else for best case? What do you think? Well, I mean, best case is a home run of a trade deadline. I think Corey Anderson yeah, was the one, one that yeah. brought that up in our chat. Like, that is still, and as much as I like to talk about Rick Tockett all of a sudden and all that sort of stuff about, oh, I like this decision, I like what he's saying. Mm. The most important thing for this team, beyond losing games, well, maybe be losing games and getting the best draft lottery odds is most important. But I'd say, I would actually say more important than that is hitting a home run at the trade deadline. Like, don't extend Bo Horvat. These reports oh, please, that please, please, the Canucks please. might have one last offer in them. Why? Why do you have one last offer here? You already put yourself in this position by extending JT Miller. You can't extend Bo Horvat. You made that clear when you signed JT Miller. You can't get both of these guys done. Don't sign Andre Kuzmenko. Trade him if there is a good trade offer on the table. Now, if there's a contract that makes sense, sure. But if we're looking at what Kuzmenko could get on the open market, reports have suggested it could be like five years at six million or something like that. Oh, Nelly. Canucks can't be signing that. Or even two years at seven or six million. Canucks have no benefit from that. Like, I just, I, I don't quite, I, I, I think most importantly, most importantly, is a good trade deadline. Most important is a okay. good trade deadline. This team needs to sell off as many assets as they can. And again, commit, Here's commit to I'll the say, tank. And it's, and it goes above it. I feel like we just keep going above each other from the players to the management to the, like, it's the plan, man. If you stay on this path and even kind of lean into it more than, than just, thinking you could be competitive in two years. Like if you lean into it more of actually restructuring, rebuilding, retooling, whatever you want to call it, if you lean into it the right way and you stay on this path and don't twist and turn and think that coming into next season, you're a real competitive team that can win a Stanley cup. Like, no, like stay on the plan. If you can stay on the plan for this season, 
And I think that, like I said, there's no excuses to win. There's no excuses for management now that they don't have their guy in the right spot. They have all of it. There's no more excuses. There's zero excuses able for these groups. Now they have to be heavily criticized if they don't stick to this plan. Now, worst case scenario. Pull this one up, Alex. This is the worst case scenario. The Canucks get an incredible bump from their coach. They continue to just score a bunch of goals or you know, maybe some players really start to take off. They also have the third easiest remaining schedule as the season goes on here. Only the Flames and the Kraken have an easier schedule than them. The worst case scenario for me is, yeah, you you end up winning a lot of games. You have a similar record to how Bruce Boudreaux finished the year last year. And you end up picking like 14th, 13th, 15th in that range, right? And that's that's the worst case scenario. I don't think it's going to happen. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. But I think hearing some quotes like the one that we ran earlier today, this is this is a different feeling. And it's like you said, Bruce was tasked with something very different than Rick Tockett has right now, right? These two coaches, the situation that they came in here to Vancouver, vastly different. Bruce didn't think he was going to be here a long time. I think he knew it coming into this. It was It's an NHL opportunity. That was good for him. He got an NHL opportunity. He got a chance to, you know, show the hockey world that he can still coach an NHL team and have success accomplished for him. He showed that. I, I think he's going to get another job somewhere. I don't know if it's a head coaching job. He might. But ne- this is a very different situation and ask of what they're asking from Rick Tockett where it's coming in. And he's going to be here for two more years after this season, for sure, maybe even more. Like, it, it's a very different look, so I, I don't think, like, if I had to guess, and man, I try and be, like, positive about this team to a certain degree for the outlook, but I do feel, again, more positive than I do negative after just thinking that they can stick to this plan and hearing the way Rick Toggett talked about it. It, it is, it's got to give you a little bit of hope. If they can just stay on this path of a retool, rebuild, Things where you actually do take a step back. Because it's like every time the Canucks try to take a step forward or try to improve or try to do something or just stay on the the weird path they've been on, they keep taking like a step down the wrong path. And that's what's been screwing them up so much. That's what the OAL trade made you look like for your for your organization. Frank talked about it yesterday. How bad did that screw up the organization? Huge, because they took a step down the wrong path. Just so many situations like that where this team has taken a step down the wrong path. It's It's laid out for them the right path that they have to take. They have all of these assets in Luke Shen and Andre Kuzmenko and Bo Horvat that can get you so much at this trade deadline. You can really retool up your your prospect pool here moving forward from what you have to deal at the deadline. Just stay on that path and you'll be all right. But the worst case scenario would be running into that 12, 13, 14, 15 spot in the draft because your team went on a run and you played the wheels off of Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes. So I like hearing the quotes from talking about yep. that not being something he wants to do. Yep, exactly. I agree with it. But I, agree I with still it. say Pettersson should kill penalties, man. Yeah, totally. Almost lost it there. <laughs> Too much sugar in uh, in these drinks. Well, zero sugar in the energy drinks. But uh, Anyways, odds and ends. Let's go. Odds and ends. Okay. Got a couple prospect things to get to here. Kirill Kudryatsev. Okay. Dude's putting up a lot of points as an 18-year-old in the OHL. I, I don't think he's... He's earned the uh, the level of, like, I need to watch him every night yet. But I tell you what, next year, when he's back in the OHL as a 19-year-old, Kirill Kudryatsev, the defenseman out there, Sue, Sue Greyhounds, Cristiano Ronaldo's favorite team, Kudryatsev's going to rip it up next year, I think, offensively. He's already the power play guy at 18. You watch what he does next year in the OHL, he's going to catch a lot of people's eyes. Jacob Truscott had a big weekend, too, okay? Did you see this, quads? 
Jacob Truscott. I edited Blackfish, so I do know this actually. Big weekend. Blow it up here, Alex. Uh, Jacob Truscott, couple goals this weekend for Michigan in a big matchup against Minnesota. So Michigan, they're coming in number eight. Okay, in the NCAA ranking, Minnesota number two. Check this one out from from Jacob Truscott. I'm going to play it off for the people on YouTube. He walks the line. Defensive guy normally gets a shot off here, but really follows it up and gets himself involved offensively in a nice shot. In a big game, two minutes left in the second period, 3-3 game. Puts him up 4-3. Huge goal for Jacob Truscott. What does he do later in the game? Wins it in overtime, and he's on the ice with uh, with Luke Hughes. They got two defensemen in a three-on-three situation, uh, and, and Truscott... Two goals and a massive game this week. And I tell you what, not only like this is something I've heard from talking to a lot of agents and some and some scouts as well, is you gotta really look at the NCAA and not just look at stats, okay? Because stats are one thing. When you show up in a game like this one, as you're the number eight team and you're matching up against the number two team in the in the NCAA, when you show up in these games, that's when scouts get excited about a player. Okay? So like Watch Jacob Truscott this year and watch the interest from the Vancouver Canucks because I think unless Michigan wants to make him the captain and the guy, the face of the of the university's hockey team next year and potentially the face of the university sports, right? Because Michigan hockey is huge. Like football is huge there too. But I tell you what, you're captain of Michigan. Everybody knows you on campus. It's a big, it's a big deal for him to be captain of Michigan. I know that for sure. If they're going to set him up in that spot, he might want to go back. But I think the Canucks are going to push and we'll see how hard they push to try and get Truscott to go pro after this year. I know that. That's all I got. I like it. Um, there was one other thing that I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. Was that Adam Fantilli that set him up? Number 13? Adam Fantilli, what are you talking about? Yeah, on, Michigan. On, on Michigan there? Yeah. Set him up. What are you talking about? He set himself up. No, there was a center that... I mean, who no, sweeped that's the not, puck? No, that's not Fantilli. That's, okay. Uh, that's, uh, Just asking. Oh, Fantilli's a big lefty. Oh, yeah, shows you how much I watch draft uh, yeah, I prospects. Know. I know Connor Bedard's really good this year. <laughs> he is good, yep. Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't know. He's a righty, too. I, I, thought, I thought Fantilli was a righty, to be quite honest with you. No, I think he's a big lefty, I'm pretty sure. Are you sure? I might be wrong. I actually. think you're wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Faber. Well, let me look it up first. Are you looking it up? No, I'm not looking okay, it up. Okay, I'll look it up. Uh, go ahead, Betway. I don't want to be wrong here. No, he shoots left. You're right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen him play before. I don't think he's number 13 either. No, he's not. 6'2 lefty. Okay, yeah, exactly. go ahead. Let's go. What, number, what number is he wearing in the photo there? Is he 21? I didn't see yeah, it. I look was at on the Hockey fo- DB. Yeah, that's the problem with these D, this Hockey DB people. What, you think I'm going to NCAA.com? No, I think you go to, you go to Elite Prospects. Yeah, and then my computer would crash. Over. We would have no show because of all the ads. We'd still have a show here. No yeah. offense, JD Burke, love the guy. Well, love Elite Prospects. I'm an, I'm, Use an EP, it a lot. I'm an EP ringside uh, subscriber, so I get it. the I get the free stuff over okay. there. I okay, I don't have to go have to go through the ads or anything like that. All right, so. all right. Um, Betway, let's go. Yeah, uh, Betway, Betway, Betway. Pull it up here. What do we got? We got uh, the well. The Canucks are back in action, right? Yes, they tonight, are. Chris. Yeah, tonight they're playing tonight. Fantilli wears 19, so I was pretty close. Jeez, Louise, hold on a minute. Oh, my gosh. This is okay. the DB page for, for Adam Fantilli. This photo right yeah, here. Yeah, you don't remember that? He did the Brandon Tanev. They did it as a oh, joke. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did Brandon Tanev's The Ice thing. Okay. As a joke. It was hilarious. Okay. Wow. Okay. Didn't know that. Uh, Betway. Betway, Betway. Here we go. Uh, JT Miller or this. I tell you what. I saw this one today this morning when I was doing my video. This feels like really good odds. That you get either a JT Miller or Ilya Mikheyev goal at minus 150. 13 games without a goal for Mikheyev or 12? Whatever. He's playing good hockey. I, uh, these people, sure. I've seen a lot of people ragging on him. Yep. 
I think he's playing good hockey, man. Yep. I, I still think uh, Mikhaev is playing really good hockey. He's creating. A, watch tonight, okay? Everybody at home, watch tonight. Watch how many scoring chances Ilya Mikhaev creates, okay? Yep. He doesn't get points every game, right? He doesn't score a lot of goals. But watch how many scoring chances he either creates by passing or just his straight-up speed. He's making a massive impact into a game. Might not be putting out the points, but I tell you, I really like what Mikhaev's doing. Betway. Betway, 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 yeah. So that uh, Miller or McKay to score minus one fifty uh, to score a goal ten dollar bet return you sixteen sixty six. That's a little devil thing there six six six, isn't it? What's that? Yes. Yeah, you would know. Uh, so the Blackhawks to win our second bet. The Blackhawks to win over six point five total goals and Elias Pettersson to score. So yeah, everyone, listen. I think the Canucks are going to lose. Wow! Everyone, everyone, and their dogs like you know. There's the big bump. They got this crappy Blackhawks team coming in. The Canucks are going to win. They're going to. I'm going with them losing. I, wow. I think they're going. I think the Blackhawks are playing pretty good hockey this year. Okay. Okay. Or not this year. Sorry, they are not playing good hockey this year. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what? What are you watching? Last eight games, they beat the yes. Avalanche. They beat some good teams on the road here. They're starting a road trip. They want to get off to the right foot or on the right foot. Yeah, 19 plus uh, if you choose to play. Jason Dickinson, revenge game tonight, it's Chris. It's no clandestine that the, the, the you know, a Bruce, Bruce bump was incredible. And it was a lot of fun. But uh, I just, uh, I'd say it's more about the process with Tockett. He wants the process. They're going to play the defense today. We're going to see what happens. It's going to take yep. a little while for this team to get it all set up. I think they lose tonight. And tonight will be our first look at that. We'll be but back sorry, tomorrow. Well, plus a thousand on the bet, though. That's what I'm okay, saying. Okay. The Blackhawks to win Betway, you get the Pedersen goal, and you get the bunch of goals tonight. It's listen because I don't think he's. I don't think Talkett's going to come in. We're going to see a two-one game right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's still the same damn roster. Here. Yes, you can do video work. That's what I'm rocking. Anyways, okay. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to break down the game for my co-host Chris Faber and our technical producer Alex Allard. My name is Dave Guadrelli. Thank you so much for the episode oh, word of, of the day. Yep, he cannot conversation i don't think i used it right clandestine (laughs) thanks for listening to canucks conversation hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode how about keep it to a thank you jim